there's so many students that you just don't hear about their personal inner thoughts ever. So mm -hmm. the fact that they have a forum where they, I'm hearing students that have never spoken to me ever turn in this amazing podcast where I get to know them better. They are engaged in the topic. They're passionate about it. Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of the SVSD EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Evans, and today we're talking to two middle school teachers about podcasting in the classroom. I love what Kristen and Camille have to say about student voice and letting go of a little bit of the control in the classroom and how podcasting changes the way that students approach group work. But don't take my word for it. Let's listen. All right, so let's go ahead and start by introducing ourselves. If you could just tell us your name, uh, your school, what you teach, and then just a really brief intro about your story and teaching. So for example, I'm Jamie. Um, I'm the instructional coach for um, secondary um, for technology and inclusion. And my really brief teaching story is that when I was a little kid, my mom was a single mom and I watched her finish her BA get her teaching credential and be a first year teacher all while taking care of me. And I was like, absolutely no way am I ever gonna be a teacher, it's way too much work. <laughs> um, but then I turned 30 and I realized that I didn't care about doing hard work if it's something that mattered. And I think teaching matters, so here I am. <laughs> all right, who would like to introduce themselves next? Uh, I can go. Um, okay. My name is Camille Curry and I teach at Twin Falls Middle School. I teach um, eighth grade language arts, creative writing, um, an avid class, and a podcasting course. So um, a little bit of everything this year, which has been so fun. Uh, this is my second year back teaching from taking an extended maternity leave of about six years. Um, I taught previously also at Twin Falls on the eighth grade team before having kids for two years. So this is my fourth year as a teacher and um, kind of a very similar story. I, I I never really thought that I would be into teaching, but I always loved the idea of school. I loved September, getting ready, all of those um, feelings and learning from kids. So I had a very unfulfilling job after college for a few years and just thought, this is not for me. I just was not emotionally fulfilled or intellectually fulfilled like I am being a teacher working with middle schoolers. So um, I was lucky enough that my family lived in the community and I was able to end up at Twin Falls and I just love it here. Awesome. Great. Um, I'm Kristen O'Reardon and I teach seven, um, eight social studies, mostly eighth grade social studies at Chief Canem. And this is my seventh year there and my 12th year teaching. Um, I actually came to teaching. Well, I never thought I was going to be a teacher. I went into politics um, when I graduated from college and I worked for a senator thinking that I was going to like run campaigns and do that for the rest of my life. And on one of my sort of outings, a teacher who was like a volunteer asked me to come into his classroom and talk to his kids because I was young and he just wanted me to like talk about my job. And I started to think like, wow, that really felt really good being in front of those kids. And if I want to make a difference, you know, maybe education is the way to go. So I went back to school to become a teacher and here we are. All right, let's start by talking a little bit about the podcasting projects that you've done in your classroom. We'll kind of go one by one for this one, um, but if you could just start by telling us what the project is that you do um, and how you got your inspiration for it. 
Um, Kristen, do you want to go first for this one? Sure. Um, so I, well, I started, let's see, my first podcast project was last year. Um, and I really had been hearing about it from Janice and also from Jill, who had, uh, Dice Bren, who had done one at Twin Falls. Um, so they were sort of like my inspiration of just trying something new. I was looking for something to kind of engage the kids with. And we had been focusing a lot on compare and contrast in social studies. So we were heading into our Westford expansion unit. And normally I would have the kids maybe research a group do a presentation, you know, kind of like something they've done a lot of in the last few years. And so I decided to turn that into a podcast and have them research two groups and then compare and contrast them in the project. So it sort of was a way to kind of weave in, you know, our, just the focus that we had had on compare and contrast as well into the podcast. Um, so in that, they researched the two groups, they completed the podcast, and then they made the podcast covers in Canva, which Jill had actually shown me. But then we figured out a way to connect the podcast to the podcast cover, which was awesome because then it really felt official for the kids. And um, that was, so that was my first, that's the first one. I've done a couple since, um, different ones since, but that was the main one that I did last year. Awesome. And then don't you like you have them post it to a Padlet or something, mm -hmm. right? So can you talk a little bit about that part, like how they can kind of enjoy each other's podcasts in that way? Yeah. So we um, I really wanted the kids to be able to hear each other's podcasts. So we uh, attached the podcast to the Canva podcast cover, then downloaded that and had them upload it to a Padlet. And then one of the assignments I had for them was for the kids to go in and listen to a couple of the other podcasts because they hadn't researched all the groups either. So they had to focus on groups that they hadn't researched and have exposure to the other groups that had moved west because that's what the, the topic was that they were covering. Um, and then they sort of were able to evaluate what they learned from each other's podcasts and then also just have more exposure to each other's you know, work. Awesome. All right, Camille, you want to tell us a little bit about your project? Um, so I'm just copying what Kristen does, like <laughs> just riding on those coattails all the way to June. Um, so I'm teaching a podcasting class. So let's talk about meta, a podcasting <laughs> podcast about podcasting and a podcasting class. I feel very layered here. Um, but yeah, so I, I have used podcasts in my life. It's just kind of like an emotional crutch to get through doing hard things that I, I don't want to do. And over the pandemic, this was just like a gift to me that I had my friends on my, you know, I'm doing air quotes right now for anyone listening. Um, my friends on my podcast that I could check in with every week and it kind of kept me, kept me going. If I'm going to clean the house, I have my podcast in my ear. I'm not ever doing anything alone with my own thoughts. So I wanted to teach this to the kids that podcasting is not just for, you know, for frivolous, I want to tell you about my opinion. You can also really use this as a guide and there's so much you can learn from podcasting. So with the enrichment model, I feel really lucky that I was basically given, you know, whatever I would like to do, I could design for this class. And so um, my students have creative freedom to do whatever they want. And we spend a lot of time listening to podcasts, talking academically about how you present opinions and ideas, and then just kind of turning them loose. And um, it's been such a fulfilling class to teach, not only because I enjoy podcasting, but it's so engaging. And I've just seen them really improving their communication in general. How do, how do we articulate these opinions academically? 
We talk about vocabulary. We talk about banter, things that just really make a podcast pop. Um, so that was kind of my journey to be here. And um, I was so inspired by Jill and Kristen and just hearing how how well it worked in their classroom. And um, I, like I said, I teach creative writing, so I feel like it's a nice pairing with my creative writing classes also. Um, so I've had some, you know, I posted the Padlet also and just amazing, amazing projects that have come back from kids. I've really enjoyed it. Awesome. So it sounds like you have kind of a lot, like a lot of variety of projects that they're doing because it's a podcasting class, uh, right? It's not just yeah. one assignment. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe like one or two um, types of assignments that students have done? Like, do they come up with their concept on their own? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so um, it's project-based. So basically, we start the year with me telling them that this is, or the quarter with this is, you know, here's the end project, but however you would like to fill this in in the middle is up to you. So there's a lot of choice involved. Um, I mean, the results have been all over the place, and it's so cool because there's so many students that you just don't hear about their personal inner thoughts ever. So mm -hmm. the fact that they have a forum where they, I'm hearing students that have never spoken to me ever turn in this amazing podcast where I get to know them better. They are engaged in the topic. They're passionate about it. I had an ELL student turn in an assignment all about the soundtrack to a movie that she just adored and just analyzing the soundtrack. I had no idea that they, you know, it was the movie Fight Club um, and how much she connected with the soundtrack of that film. And it was just really cool. I had never heard the student speak in my life. So the fact that they were able in English to communicate and talk about music, it was just amazing. Um, a lot of kids like to inter or talk about the sports that they play. So we had a group last quarter that did one called Lacrosse the Board, which was maybe my favorite title. Um, talking all about lacrosse and interviewing their lacrosse buddies. It was just, it was really cool. Um, another one was the Search for the Weirdest Myth, where kids um, researched mythology and found the weirdest myth that they could find and just kind of described the myth. So, um, you know, it was kind of summarizing, but at the same time, they talked a little bit about their research. It was it was cool to see them feel so empowered on this huge subject that, you know, is intimidating for adults to talk about. They were just jumping right in. So I don't know. It's been really cool to see what they've produced. Okay, so it sounds too like you have a variety of different like types of expression too. Like it sounds like there's personal reflection, there's research, maybe interview style. So they're getting a lot of those kinds of different skills um, through yeah. podcasting. Yeah, it's been awesome. And I don't just turn them loose to just figure it out. We talk about yeah. writing a script <laughs> and going through, you know, mm -hmm. all the other parts, of the moving parts of this. But um, just the communication piece alone, I think it's just so great to give kids a safe place where they can go back and edit. They don't necessarily have to be on video. They can, mm -hmm. you know, after they get over the the embarrassment of hearing their own voice, they can really take their time and just make it what they what they want. And um, I think the platform we use is so user friendly and intuitive that it really wasn't this huge, scary thing that I had made it out to be in my own head, because as a podcast listener, I've never made my own podcast. So once I got over that too, it was just, it was so user-friendly and such a seamless, nice experience. Awesome. So something you said too made me think about our next question, which is um, in both of your experiences, what have been some key things that have had to happen during the teaching? Like what have you noticed in terms of like, if we don't do this piece, the, it kind of doesn't go as well. Like what are those key pieces of the teaching process? Yeah, I can say I, um, 
Well, so when I did this last year, I did a lot of prep work with my kids because a lot of these eighth graders had not listened to a podcast before. If they had, it was, you know, only a handful of them. And so I actually assigned, I had an assignment that they had to go listen to a podcast and in that sort of guided them through like, what did you learn? What were some of the sounds, you know, how were sounds or conversation sort of, how did that enhance the story for you? What were things that annoyed you? Cause sometimes there are things in a podcast that can be annoying, like too repetitive. Um, and so I assigned that first with them. I did another podcast this fall sort of on a whim with my seventh graders and I did not do that. And I feel like that was a missing piece. You know, I was kind of rushing them in. Um, and I think it's really important for them to have exposure to what a podcast can sound like before you just throw them into it. Um, and then I also did like, we wrote a script, we did a ton of prep work. You know, we did the, the listen to a podcast, um, research your topic, then take that information, write a script. We talked about having a hook at the beginning so that it wasn't, you know, and just that same thing where it's like you're drawing people in. We had, I did a whole day where I just got them into Soundtrap and let them play around so that they, you know, could play around with sounds. I showed them the loop library. Um, we talked about, you know, we compiled a list of sounds that worked with the historical time period. So things like horses and, you know, wind blowing that could enhance it. So I, it, I mean, that takes time to do with them. Um, but I do feel like when I didn't do all of that, I did some of it the second time, it just, they did not come out as well. I think the prep work is really important. Yeah, awesome. I totally agree. The prep work is so important. I think giving lots of examples of different types of podcasts so that students feel like they have choice and they can use their voice in whatever way that works for them. It's very hard to emulate a podcast just like someone else. And so I think that they, some of them tried to do that with our first project where they really wanted to sound like Crime Junkie or they really wanted to sound like someone who they weren't. So um, going back and kind of figuring out what voice meant and how to use your own voice authentically. Um, and kind of the, the other side of the coin is, of that is that the kids that prepared too much, it sounded very canned. So mm -hmm. too much preparation was also not good in this case. So, um, you know, learning to speak on the spot about something, learning to be confident in yourself and have some good vocabulary in your back pocket that you can still talk in a really natural way about these topics and have bullet points, so doing more summarizing and really boiling down like what is the essential information I would like to communicate and working off of that instead of having it completely scripted out because those ones, they're just not as authentic sounding. I love that point because I mean, as a former language arts teacher, voice is so hard to teach in writing. And that's really cool to think of this as like an outlet and and especially because you're literally using your actual voice. Yeah, it might be a, a better way into it for students. That's cool. Yeah. OK, so kind of building off of that. Um, we've talked a little bit about what worked well. Um, is there anything that didn't work well um, or anything that you want to try in like your next iteration, like in the future? What would you want to add or do differently? I think for me, what I would like to do is use this in every class because I just feel so passionately about it. So with my creative writing kids, I would love to do some sort of organized literature magazine where they are reading pieces from each other and kind of collaborating 
as a class on one podcast. I think that could be really cool. I'm not sure how to organize that yet, um, but things that I've learned since doing this, things that um, I would like to really grow in are um, maybe giving kids a little bit more, pushing them to go outside of their comfort zones. So I feel like for this first quarter, you know, kids were very much sticking with things that they knew. Um, I love what they do in social studies where they're actually, you know, reporting on history or something that maybe they don't have a really solid foundation in because most of the things that I was pushing them to, to, to report on were things they were already comfortable with. So maybe um, a bit more direction, but I think too, it, it's nice to have this enrichment period that's, you know, it's modeled quite differently where they, they do get some choice to explore whatever they want. So um, I'm torn on what, what's better really, but I, I can see myself using this platform in lots of different ways in different classes. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I've always thought about doing some sort of like year long podcast on our historical topics that they can compile over the course of the year, almost like episodes. Yeah. So you know, I've always wanted to do kind of like, you know, cumulative kind of project that comes together at the end. And I think the challenge for me with that is teaching all of it. You know, you're trying to get so much in at the beginning of the year. So the episode, I have to kind of think about how I would sort of logistically do that. And the only other thing that I would say that I do worry a little bit about, because I love the podcasting and I think there's so many, so much opportunity for it, but it is one of those things that I don't want to also overuse mm -hmm. because I feel like with so many of these tech tools, like I did a podcast and then somebody else did a podcast, which is great because we want lots of people doing them, but then it's the novelty is lost a little bit. So trying to figure out how to keep that fresh for the kids, um, I think is really important. But I do, I kind of want to come back to something, Camille, that you said that I think is really important about podcasting that I also found with kids, with my quiet kids, some kids who I never heard speak, mm -hmm. did amazing. And so I, at the end of the year last year, I had this in a choice board for final projects. So I think always having this maybe as an option, if I don't, you know, if I'm not using it every step of the way, but having it in a choice board as an option for kids, I think is great too, because I was amazed at just, I mean, students that were so reserved and quiet in class, really, they just really ate this project up. And it was, it was cool. Like some of those were the best ones that I heard, you know, it was them speaking and the music they layered in and yeah. it was great. It was great. And I think that's like such a wonderful thing about this generation is that they're so comfortable with these types of things and this form of expression. If I asked my mom to make a podcast, she would laugh in my face and be so awkward. These kids are used to speaking on camera. They're used to kind of using technology and it's at their fingertips all the time. So to be able to divert it in a educational direction, I think it just feels like a really, for them, it's pretty natural in a way that I didn't expect it to be so natural. So. Um, I totally agree. Giving kids this format, I think for those kids that don't talk, they're actually quite comfortable using it. And so that's pretty refreshing. Mm -hmm. So you've been talking a little bit about this already, um, but is there anything else you'd like to add about how students are responding to the podcasting? Um, for better or worse, it sounds like mostly for better. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's mostly positive. I think... Um, I mean, the kids were really excited. They were really comfortable with it. A lot of them have worked in some kind of, you know, program that's similar to this. I also, what I, I found, like when I had kids grouped, you know, or paired up, like there were students that were really comfortable with the sound part or the, 
you know, layering in all of the music or editing it so that it would fade in, fade out. And so I felt like it was very collaborative, whereas sometimes projects are not as, you know, are not as collaborative, like, because kids just are not as engaged. Like the engagement level on this was extremely high. So I think it was, I mean, there's a handful of them that complain about it, but I feel like it's middle school. You're always going to get that. I think overall, yeah. <laughs> you know, this was, it was very positive. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it was very positive overall. I think once they get comfortable with using the sound and the voice, um, hearing their own voice, it really takes off. And, and what I like too is there's something for everyone to do. If you're not the person who wants to speak the most, there was someone who could go in and do all of that like sound tech stuff too, which was really nice. It was a good way to, to kind of split up the work. And um, I think just, I wanna continue using this platform, learning how to do it better and uh, maybe be an example someday to them too. And just try to put something together that is, um, you know, meaningful and engaging. And I think that these really are. Awesome. Okay. Um, so we have one real, one more real question and then just kind of like the cute little wrap up question. So what would you tell other teachers, maybe even in different subject areas who are thinking of trying podcasting in the classroom? Like, so it seems that you're both in humanities. So especially what would you tell someone outside of humanities um, who's thinking about trying podcasting in their classroom? I would say do it. I mean, I think, you know, this has been, uh, for me, it's been really rewarding. I can see how this could be applied in other subject areas like science, um, you know, math. I don't know. Maybe there's a way to weave in <laughs> math into a podcast. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of teachers that prevents them from doing this is they're worried that they don't know how to do it. And so there's, you have to kind of give up a little bit of control in your classroom and you have to be willing to like allow some failure to happen. You know, I went in and I made my own podcast because I wanted an example and I had to play around with the platform a little bit. And that was, I was overwhelmed at first. I was a little worried about it, but then I got in and I figured it out. I can't do all the fancy, the kids can do more fancy things than I can do, but I could do enough of the basics to get them started. And then the other thing that I would just tell teachers with really any technology, but with this, you know, with this program is there is always a kid, a student in the class that can fix it. You know, there's, I found in every single classroom, I would have a problem and there's the one, you know, one kid I can always go to who can fix everybody's stuff. And I actually think that's really empowering for kids because then they get to, you know, really help other students. And I, I just, I, I would encourage teachers to try something like this and, you know, maybe give up a little bit of that control because I think that the outcome is definitely worth it. I love yeah. that, the giving up control. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree again with what Kristen said that, yeah, I think that you should jump in if you're thinking about doing something like this. It's not as difficult as you might think it is in your head. Um, and you can find that out just by looking at Apple Podcasts. Anyone can make a podcast and it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be even that good, but it's still really fun and engaging and helps with communication. I think kids are able to really produce a polished project, um, which just to echo what Kristen said, 
they are so good at putting loops in and finding the right music and you know setting the right tone it's just it's really empowering i think i can see this in science math might be more of a challenge but maybe as like a reflective piece about the year about things that they've learned conceptually talking about it um i think that could be really cool too but um and also i just want to say thank you to the tech team like you guys were there for me when i needed help Jamie was just a call away. I have Cam across the hall, Cameron Store, who could come and help me anytime. So I felt very supported. And the kids are wonderful. The kids know way more than I do about this. So it was really easy. Awesome. And I loved um, echoing that idea too, that it doesn't take a whole lot to get set up with this. It's a pretty intuitive platform. We're talking about Soundtrap. <laughs> All right, so our fun wrap up question. Um, what's your favorite podcast? What do you like to listen to? Or if you don't have to pick one favorite, just a favorite. <laughs> well, I have a very, I have a very strong opinion to this. So I listened to a podcast this summer that has truly been life-changing and I, I'm not afraid to say that. Um, Dolly Parton's America, which has anyone told you about this? Cause oh, I've told literally everyone no. I know about this podcast. You need to, it is. It, it, I sort of see it as like the Ted Lasso of podcasts. It's oh, all fun. about Dolly Parton and her broad appeal, but it's so much more than that. It's so rich. Um, highly, highly recommend. Life-changing. Okay, Ted Lasso of podcasts. You got me. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. I have to check that out. Yeah. Um, there's so many. So if I just had to pick one, well, it's so hard, but as a family, we listen to one called Tooth and Claw quite a bit which is, it's a little gory. It's about real life animal encounters. And it's two brothers. One of them is like the annoying younger brother. And the older one is a biologist at uh, Yellowstone. So he's the grizzly expert from Yellowstone. So they go in and it's really story based. So it's, you know, you feel like you're listening to a story and it's all about animal attacks on people with a really great perspective on our responsibility to animals in the world, which I think is a really great a point that they make in almost every podcast, but it's just engaging. It's funny. It's the right amount of banter for a family, I would say. Um, if I'm listening to something by myself, it's probably true crime. So um, yeah, I love all of those podcasts, but um, I could talk about this all day. I, I love them. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to our episode today. We hope that it's inspired you to do some podcasting in your classroom. If you would like to start a podcasting project with your students, go ahead and reach out to me, Jamie Evans, and I can help set you up with Soundtrap, which is a platform that we have available in the district for students to use. You can also head over to our EdTech um, resource page where you can find some resources about podcasting and using Soundtrap in the classroom. And we hope you join us next time. Um, we'll be discussing ChatGPT and how it might change the way that we teach in the future. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. <laughs>